Shut up and sit down. This is the Muscle and the Hustle Podcast. Your hair looks nice. My hair is done. Look at that there. Yeah, I was going to say that is fresh. You no longer look like a welder beast. I know. I don't. I no longer look like someone out of Oasis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> today's uh, today's podcast is all about life lessons. Um, we've been going back and forth. We're trying to. We were talking about 10 life lessons, 5 life lessons. What would we have tell our younger self? So yeah, as always, we're just, everything we do is pretty much off the cuff. We jot down the odd thing, but we believe in not structuring it too much because then we, you know, it's more real if we just go raw. So. I think the goal, I think the goal comes from that. Do you know, like whenever you're just having a proper conversation rather than like, you listen to podcasts and they'll be like, right, and on to our next topic. And you're like, you fucking wrote a script here, you little gimp. Uh, we don't even know what we're talking about for this topic when we had record. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like the whole. It's 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 like it's weird to say life lessons because I'd say the last thing you want to be doing is taking serious life lessons from this podcast. If you've listened to some of the last episodes, but it's more like what will we if we're talking to our younger selves or maybe seventeen-year-old selves or sixteen-year-old selves, um. And given given ourselves life lessons for the future, what what would we say to ourselves in a way? I don't know how the fuck that came out, but anyway, I've only had one coffee this morning. But yeah, um, and the funny thing is, to me and Tony's is probably going to be a lot similar because we've kind of got the same outlook and stuff, and you know, we would we would all do things differently, and I think we've we've kind of touched on it before. But so yeah, what would we say to our seventeen-year-old selves if we had a chance now? The one thing I would say, and it's sort of I kind of did it, is do something you love. When I was younger, I got kind of stuck into doing jobs that I didn't really like, and to be honest, with with COVID nineteen, I'm probably going to get stuck at the moment for the time being doing a job that I don't want to do, because nightclubs aren't going to be opening. If nightclubs aren't open, I don't make money. I don't make money. I don't survive. Simple as that. What are you going to do? Uh, I've been offered a few things, so I'm probably going to just take on something in the in the meantime. Marketing. Like, I, if anybody doesn't know, I've done a lot of marketing for nightclubs as well. Night and bars. Um, <laughs> yeah. Marketing across the UK, which I was just told yesterday by a recruiter on LinkedIn. Marketing teams across the UK has been cut by 90%. Fucking hell. So the first thing, I, I called this at the start and I was talking to a friend of mine. The first thing is always going to be cut from a business is the marketing team because the managers and the owners can grin and bear it and get through it, which is the wrong policy. It's a very wrong policy. But I can see where they're coming from. You you could sack a marketing manager before you sack a venue manager or yeah, make yeah, them no. redundant. So I, I do know where they're coming from a business standpoint. So I'm going to have to do a rule now that's, probably something that i don't want to do but i'll do it in the time being yeah no i think i think all in that's that's a good one like i think if you're not doing what you love um 
And if you don't know what you love, I think it's very important that you you make sure you know what you don't like. I think that's just because whenever you're younger, it's a wee bit hard to know what career do you want for the rest of your life. And I would say if you are listening to this, you don't have to stay in the same career for the next 40 years once you pick it. Like if you get qualified as a business analyst, if you get qualified as an IT, if you do fucking medicine, you'll be a doctor. You don't have to do that for 40 years. You don't, you'd like, there's nothing wrong. If you end up loving it, great you fucking nailed it on the head well done if you get into a job which a lot of people do and two or three years in you're like oh i don't know about this like i like it but i don't know if when i all of a sudden you start getting drawn to something else yeah. don't be afraid because that's something that helped me like i love firefighting but all of a sudden my love for coaching sort of just started out when it you know and it's the same with everything as i've done like lifeguard and i was like oh i like this but that's gonna be better and uh, there's nothing wrong with what i've been doing i've liked it but i've always found the next step for me always made things better and i feel like a lot of people are afraid and they don't know how to find what they love, do you know? Yeah, well, that's the thing. It, my, when I came out of school straight away, I went, I love food. I went trained to be a chef. I worked Did you? A, yeah, I worked as a chef, and I fucking hated it. Like, I hated <laughs> I hated it from the get-go. The most stressful environment you could ever be in. And if Heard you that. had a bad... The way I always look at it was, say if you went in on a Thursday, Thursday nights in Northern Ireland, for whatever fucking reason, are crazy in restaurants. You had a bad Thursday night. You knew life wasn't getting better the Monday morning. You no, fucking fuck knew. And then, and I mean, this is where I think that if I stand back during lockdown, I've been in a lot of uh, hippy-dippy shit. And been trying to work out why my sleeping's bad, why this is bad, why that bad. And I can... I can nearly. I used to always blame DJing for the sleeping, but it was before that. I it's. I think the sleeping's coming from the from the chefing. Cause you used to sit a, you sit at home at night, get get home at twelve o'clock midnight. And you know you're in the next morning nine a.m. or whatever at the weekends, and you know you have two hundred people booked in that Saturday, and you're literally anxiety's going through the fucking roof because you know it's going to be a shit day. You know you're surrounded by idiots. Yeah. Um. You know that. You just know it's going to be a shit day, and I think that's where, where my sleeping sort of stemmed from. So I pivoted straight out of that. Always done the DJ anyway, so the DJ just took uh, took center stage. So I pivoted out of that, but I I would nearly say again at some stage, like even though I love the marketing, I love I love consulting with clubs and all. I don't know if I see myself doing that for the rest of my life. Yeah, like I feel like pro- there's progressions. Like on me and your career, like being honest, there's there's a time expiration to it. Like nobody wants oh. an online coach at fifty. Uh, nobody wants no- the fucking DJ at fifty. Well, unless yeah, you're Carl Cox or somebody like. Yeah, like the odd person, like Idris Elba or something. But I know what uh, you mean. Like it naturally, there's usually like not not yeah. that I can't coach when I'm fifty. Like everybody can, but it tends to sort of lean towards other people, and you sort of progress on, but. Joe, Joe and so was a really good quote about doing what you love and it always stuck with me. I think I got it off like a cheesy YouTube video or something, but I think it was Denzel and it was like, to be great, you have to do what you love because if you just do something you like, it, it, you won't put in the effort to be great. So I, I yeah. know that's a bit of an odd one, but that actually does make sense because you'll not, you'll not work yeah. as hard. You won't. No, you won't. It's like, if you go to work every day and hate it, you're not going to fucking... Like you're you're not gonna put in the effort. You're you're sitting there going in already with a negative mentality, going, "I fucking hate this shithole." And you're straight away thinking of five o'clock. Whereas if I was gonna be DJing or something, I'm always looking for that gig. No, I know exactly what you mean. It's one of them things. But I'm I'm interested to hear what your 
what's your next bit of wisdom here? Like, because yours are definitely gonna be better than mine. Because to be honest, <laughs> my next one is taking risks and stepping outside your comfort zone. Which, when you're young, you're always forced to. Well, you're not forced to, but you're told go down the academic route. Now, for some people, that's the the best route to go down. But if you know yourself, if you're 16 and I don't know, you're a fucking genius, musician, guitarist, whatever, and someone's saying to you, nah, go away to uni and get your fucking degree in, I don't know, social sciences or fucking train to be a teacher. If you believe in your talent and you're, you are as good as you, you know you say you are, and this will probably bring you on to the next point, step outside your comfort zone and go after it instead of wasting time and going to uni or going down a route that you know you 100% know you're not going to use that route yeah you're just putting yourself in debt yeah and then that just also brings on to another point of, and the two of these can gel together is be self aware that is the most important thing I've I've learned in my life and I've only learned that five years ago explain that to people because I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people even like myself can sort of be like well what do you mean by self aware like can you give me an example? Can you give me Being, how I would become it, Joe? Right, so uh, just for example, Tony, um, you could go and say you're the number one online coach in Northern Ireland, right? And that could be your marketing plan. That could be your policy. Yep. You know, do you believe that in your head? Yes. Is it true? I would say yes. You could then turn around and go, I'm, say, the number one transformation coach and whatever the fuck in the UK but yeah. you know in your head that's not true yeah <laughs> so you're not self-aware you're kind of you're nearly lying to yourself you, you you're 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 going why the fuck I'm the number one in the UK why am I only making X amount why am I doing this why the fuck's this cunt in a Ferrari how's this boy here doing this why yeah. is that because you're not self-aware to know that you're not the person that you're lying to yourself like you, you know your self-awareness Jeez. across the board where you know, you know your flaws, you know your strengths, you know your weaknesses, you know everything about yourself. You do self-audits. You're aware of yeah. everything. And I only learned this five years ago. I went to a seminar from Gary V, and he said the most important thing in business is to be self-aware. If you're going into a business meeting or you're going into a business deal, just be self-aware. Be aware. You know, it's the number one trait in everything, and you can apply. Like, I've applied... I've applied it to everything, making decisions on on everything. Like I could, like you you could you could ride out the storm, and lie to yourself and go, it's all going to be good. Or you can just evaluate and audit and go, nah, this isn't. I can't put all my eggs in a basket that I can't control. I have to do something now. Like going back to the first thing, taking on a job for the next three or four weeks or next month that I don't want to do but I have to do it because it's it's going to pay all the bills I have the self-awareness to know that that it needs to be done whereas at the start I weathered the storm now for four months but now it's getting to the point where clubs aren't looking like they're going to open so I need to make a jump and do this for the time being to pivot back yeah I I think the the main thing I definitely got from that was definitely knowing what you're good at, knowing what you're weak at. And I always got the being self-aware always relates to me in sort of this way. And some people will relate to this and some people won't, but it's sticking to what you're good at. So like, for example, I'm very good at coaching. I'm very shit at pretty much everything else. Uh, so 
I try and delegate that out. And for a lot of people, that won't be possible. But what that does is it allows me to stay in sort of my genius zone, what I'm actually good at for as long as possible. Yeah. And I think the more the more you develop, you'll realize this. So for example, it's something simple. Like if you're shit at cooking, don't cook. Yeah. You clean. Yeah. So, you know, like if you're a partner, you do what you're good at. So if you're a shit cook, don't you think you have to cook all the time? Just explain that. And I think communication is obviously important there and all that there. But yeah, I know what you mean. It's knowing what you're poor at. Because like, for example, I was a really poor reader. So I just start reading all the time to try and bring that up. And once you slowly turn weaknesses into like even just middle like middle tier stuff, yeah. you're no, I, I do I rate that. I think being a self aware, even knowing you're like your your cons, like do you always pick do you always like a, think the grass is greener on the other side? Like is yeah. that who you are? What do you need to tweak then? So I think being self aware is very, very important whenever it comes to mindset as well. No, I couldn't agree more, Yeah, It's just seeing one. yourself clearly and objectively. Being able, to audit, hard. being able to audit, being able to audit, it's it's fucking hard. It took me, it took me a long time to get it right. Being able to audit, you know, everything in your life and go, this isn't right, that isn't right. And sometimes it's sometimes it's really hard. And sometimes, like when it comes to relationships, it's it's, it's further blinded. But because you get you're that sort of uh, invested in it, and you're invested in it emotionally, where it's blinkered, and it's only when you take a step back or make a rash decision. That you can step back and go, I fucked that up. I shouldn't have made that rash decision because I made it based on emotion rather than based on what probably the best, what probably I should have done. You're going, nah, fuck it. Cut all ties, walk away, fuck this, delete that number, block, block, block. Rather than go, take a step back and go, no, this is right for me. I'm just not, no, I need to change this about myself or I need to do this. So I think that, I think that's, that's the one thing uh, I've kind of the mantra I've kind of spent over the last five sort of five years and even with DJing you know when it comes to the bigger gigs whereas people would say oh you know you're I'm aware enough to go yeah before I felt lucky to have the gigs and still in the way I do feel I feel a wee bit of luck because because of the way the industry works and I know there's loads of people doing the same thing as me and doing it as good and you have that slight bit of luck that you get them breaks, but also you make your own luck and you put your name in the runner and you put your name on people's mouths and it's all the groundwork you do and you're aware enough to know that, yeah, when you don't get the breaks, that's okay, but I'm deserving of the breaks or I'm des- I deserve to be on that label. I deserve to be playing that club and it will come. It'll come around at some stage. It's just when it happens, it happens. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think that's on the money. Like, I there's being self-aware is something you can only cover so much, and then people have to go sort of in, like, put in the effort and go try and figure it out themselves. Like, there's no point in us giving you a million and one examples. Go on a pen and paper, write down your strengths, your weaknesses, what's in the middle, and what you need to what you need to bring up to improve your life, whether it be relationship, personal, finance, anything. But I think that's cracking. What yeah. what number what number was it? That was that was four, was it? That was two and three. I was two and three, right? Sorry, I can't count. Uh, is don't eat yellow snow there? I think no. I thought that would be no, one of your that's, wisdom. That's number five. Don't eat yellow snow, <laughs> and don't piss into the wind. That's another one. <laughs> that's another one. Don't piss in the wind, or don't piss in a playground at night, <laughs> or day, or I or day, but really not at night. It's not okay at any time of day. Um, right. Uh, go ahead, Mo. I think. Uh, this one is a shared one for me and you is you need to travel and see the world get perspective on stuff you know you you come from a smallish area i come from a smallish area well actually we come from a 
a bigish area surrounded by small areas from Oba and Yuri and all. But to travel and see the world, you see you see you see life in a different perspective. And I don't think even if even if you move from the small town to the big city like Belfast or Dublin, you're seeing it in a perspective, yeah, that's bigger than normal. But once you go kind of abroad and see the world a wee bit more, you start seeing things differently. You start seeing the way people value life. Like that's one of the things I got from Australia is Australians value life a lot more than we do. You know, they live their life. Um, I have friends in Australia that like don't really watch TV, don't really watch Netflix, and I know it comes down to people say, "Oh, but their weather's better," and all. It's like, yeah, but they also socialize a lot better. You know, they're a lot, yeah. they're a lot more open. Like when you. They greet each other with hugs and handshakes and high fives and stuff. Where in Ireland you're like, oh well, yeah. No, it's coming in now a wee bit more that people would like, you know, be happy to see each other. But in Australia, it's like everybody. It's like buying, buying, buying. And I think that's they've got just such a love for life and a love for you know. I I don't know what I don't know what the actual word would be, but they've just got to they just embrace yeah. the good times a lot more. Yeah, I know what you mean. You just got a different atmosphere really from just being there, and then you pick up on that as well. Like, yeah. no, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. See, so traveling like I haven't lived anywhere. I'm supposed to obviously go to Australia now in about a month or two, but sure, that's off the fucking cards until everything calms down by the looks of it. But uh, I'm obviously gonna go away and live for six, nine, ten, twelve, whatever the fuck months or maybe years. I don't know. I'm just gonna go and wing it. But it's one of them things where. I think like I traveled America by myself for three or four weeks and I got such a perspective change just in general, just from everything. Cause you, yeah. you do realize it like New York, no joke. It, it didn't make me depressed. It made me feel very, very sort of it. Like I, I, I made me feel very small, which was a very humbling yeah. thing. Cause you realize that you really are just one P in a massive, massive, oh, I- massive, Whereas whenever you're in a small town, you can sometimes just like, it's very like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But you don't realize how this sounds really, really depressing, but insignificant. Yeah. you It is. And the thing is, the beauty about that is then it gives you power, I think. But no, I would agree. I think you'll get a really good change of perspective. Even like, you don't have to go by yourself. You can go with friends or whatever. But I, I do think moving at some stage in your life is definitely definitely important to, to really to know even if it, that country's for you or not you don't have to go and set up for life but even three four months i think a proper traveling joe like, yeah. like we backpack around vietnam and it was it's just such a different experience no i i couldn't agree more i think that's unbelievable that, that other one's probably my favorite so far because yeah. it's something i've been meaning to do and you know what you put it off you put it off oh, so you much do, uh. you do uh next year i'll go traveling or do you know what i've got this coming up this year that just fucking bucket like i'll be 110 percent if if flights can go in January to Australia and I can get a three month to twelve month, I'll be long, shalong gone. Or I'll, I'll go to the states or Canada or something. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Do you, do you like that bit of shalong? Shalong gone, eh? Um, <laughs> you'd miss your mommy too much. You'd bring her with you. <laughs> I was just about to say, yeah. There's, there's no rules <laughs> that my mom can't come. <laughs> no, but like, it's true. It's uh, like I, I looked. I have a couple of friends that um in Canada. And when this, the shit was hitting the fan over here a couple of weeks ago, they were like, come out here to fuck. Just come out. And I was like, right, I'll look. And flights were cheap. And I was like, them flights seem a bit too cheap. So then I went on the website and they weren't <laughs> they weren't even fucking taking tourists. So that's, oh, they just had in the flight company just because they fucking just laid off everybody. They're just, the flights are just sitting there. And once you go through the book, it tells you that the flights are no longer available. But I, I believe, like, the one thing about going to New York, like, New York is, is just a different monster. Like, 
I spent a lot of time in New York, and you you you, you spend so much time in like Midtown in Manhattan that you don't realize that that's only a small minuscule part of New York and you're like oh New York's so good you know Manhattan Broadway and you're like that's only a fucking Titan New York that's only the island New York's different but the one thing I the one thing I learned from New York and this is about if I think from New York's listen to this you know sorry but if you imagine the biggest cunt in your town like the biggest wanker you've ever met wouldn't oh, even be on the scale of the least wanker you'll meet in New York they are yeah. a hateful breed of human. And yeah, no, it's great. born like that. It's, they're bred like that because you're literally living on top of each other nonstop. It, it's not a nice place. No, and you don't get anywhere in New York for being nice. Like in the subway, if you don't barge <laughs> past people at least a wee bit, you will not get on any train. You have to be a bit of a ruthless get in, uh, in New York. That's one of the reasons that put me off New York City. Now, saying that, outside of the city, love it. You know, even there over in New Jersey, love it. But New York itself, in the, in the kind of built-up city part, there's just that kind of hatefulness about people that it's bred into them where if you're not first, you're last. And, you know... You have to like even get in a taxi, heel down a taxi, go, I know that taxi driver's seen me, I'm walking to this cab. People are just bye, bye, they're fucking at the door before you even they're like, Oh no, I got that and you're just like, ah, whatever, like just I uh, I'm, like, I'm laughing my balls off here. You they wouldn't the people wouldn't be able to see me, but I was just laughing there because when you're going, Oh, it's people are whackers now, I was just like, Yeah, well I've also booked New York for Christmas this year. Oh well no. Hospital hospitality ways. You'll not get a better place in the world than America. Just something different. It, Joe, it's like everything. Every 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 country, every town, everything has a different vibe in certain areas. It's got good and it's got yeah. good and bad things. Like some people say in Ireland, Joe, there's fuck all to do. But then that's people's mindset, and it, it comes down to all perspective. And it, it, a lot of Ireland and Northern Ireland can come down to mindset more than anything. Yeah. Um, and then closing. This will be the last one before we hear your pearls of knowledge. One thing I will, I would love, you know, life isn't straight lines, you know, and I think the quicker we accept that the path through life does become bumpy, the more ready we'll be for them bumps, and they won't seem as bad. I think when we come out of like school and you know secondary school, a lot of the time, a lot of like I know I never really suffered any adversity, so I came out, you know, you come out thinking this is the re- you know the real world is and then you start hitting adversity and then some people can't uh can't handle it. So I think if you if you're aware enough if we're aware enough to know that life isn't always straight lines, you know, it's not like school, uni, job. That's not just not the way it works. Maybe it was the way it worked years ago. That once you finish uni you straight away became a teacher or you straight away went into a job because you've got a degree. So I think straight away when you accept that sometimes life is shit but I'm strong enough to know that when it is shit, I'm ready to. I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be shit somehow. And I think yeah. that's one thing that might that might not resonate with anybody, only me. But that's one of the kind of things that I've taught myself. Where especially with DJing and and working in the club capacity, one year you could do two hundred gigs. The following year you could do one hundred and forty gigs. Straight away, you go, fuck, have I got shite over the last year? Or is that just the way the market is? And that's just the way the market... Sometimes the market is the market. 
and that's you can't control that. And I, before I would have worried of it. Now I'm just it's just it's sort of like go with the flow, but not maybe just not as relaxed as that. No, I think that's on the money. Like I it sounds stupid. I always have like uh, I always get quotes stuck in my head just from like famous people. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me, but like. Do you ever hear the lyric? It's like the lyric, can't even say it, but by 50 Cent, it's like, joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. And that always is, that's fuck. like, your life can't be all ups because then there's no downs. You, if To get a high, you have to go low. So the thing is, if if life had no lows, there wouldn't be high. So it'd all just be monotone. So it would just be, yeah. it would just be dull. It would be boring. That's why like, uh, it's the same as like death and stuff as well. Like people are always like upset about death, but that's the thing. Like life isn't beautiful because it lasts forever. It's good because it fucking it's short, and you don't have that long. So you have to make actual moments last. If you get me, it's it's the same as this. Like you need you need to realize that there's gonna be absolutely shit times, but that's that's when that's why good times are so good. You know, yeah. Uh, that's that's sort of the the way I would think about that. I think they're good. Like you've actually done well there, and five good points to yourself. I know I'm chuffed on myself. I was gonna say I'd be proud enough of that. I'd be happy. No, I want to hear you. I want to hear some of yours there. No, I want to get these. I'm gonna sit back in the chair and soak this. Oh, up. you you're gonna get ready for these not the knowledge. Well, don't worry for anybody listening. Mine will be short, sharp, and sweet. You won't have to listen to me wank about them. So, don't worry. <laughs> Are you uh, saying I wanked right. about these? What? Are you saying I wanked about these? No, there's uh, no, 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 no. They're very, very good. I'm I just kept saying, the rambling to a minimum there. It's always nice for a good warm up before the real performance. You know yourself. <laughs> right, go, go ahead. There. Oh, go ahead, there, King. Joe, he's normally he's normally laughing. All he didn't like that. I'm just going to say for anybody listening, Joe, like most <laughs> people listen to the podcast. By the way, I've turned around to me, and it's not like oh, I've got loads of knowledge from it to go. Well, I got a fucking great laugh, and I'm like, right. So I guess we're we're comedy. It's not really. Uh, I, any need a, I need a chance to listen on the podcast and Spotify to comedy. Then, yeah, because yeah. it doesn't seem like anybody's learning anything no. at all. It just seems like it's us giving each other abuse and people are laughing. <laughs> uh, right, number number one here. That remember, these are for lessons I would give myself. I've actually got a wee five or six. You know, I've, I thought I'd throw in an extra one there because Mickey maybe not know better. The only person, the only opinion that really matters is the person in the mirror. And I, that's always stuck with me because I think for a long time, I really cared way too much what people think. And my life has never progressed as much. I've never been happier than, it's not as easy as just flicking it off, but trying to drill it into yourself. Like, don't give a fuck if something like that's holding you back. Like, for example, I remember a couple of years ago, I didn't really want to wear a snapback back to front because... I was like, oh, people think I'm a douche. I used to say that about people as well. And I was like, that's just me being small-minded. And to be honest, nobody gives a fuck if I have my hat on back to front. And the same with your hair, the same with anything. Like, I used to be worried about my height. I used to be worried, oh, what if, I, what if I'm too wide for how tall I am? Go, go fuck yourself if you think that. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. think if, if, you, if you're thinking that, you're probably the only person. It's like... Most people don't, this sounds really, really, like as we were talking about the insignificant thing, most people don't think about you that much, as much as you hate to hear that. Like uh, most people most people aren't going to go, did you see Tony McAleaver wearing a snapback back to front? Nobody gives a fuck, but you can overplay these situations in your head. And the, the only opinion that matters is your own. And it, that's that's what you need to go by. Yeah. What do you think of that one? No, that's true. One? That's, I, I sort of, I would be guilty of worrying about other people's opinions in a way when it comes to say stuff I post on social media that's a wee bit controversial. Well not controversial. Sometimes I like to give my opinion on Twitter 
if it's giving somebody shit, it's giving somebody shit. Not hating on them. If they deserve to get a bit of shit, like, you know. <laughs> but sometimes I'd be like, I wonder how people construe that. They probably think, oh, he's a fucking, he's a bit loud. But I'm honest, I'm just getting like, the, the oh, fucking, I forget his name now. Uh, like the British Defence League boys, the BDL. You know, when they do all them kind of racist stuff. I can never bite my tongue. No, I hate racism. So I will air my views on that on Twitter. But sometimes, you you know, you think to yourself, like, oh, hopefully I don't have any people that would follow me that are racist, you know, and think, oh, I'm not going to buy his music now because he hates racism. <laughs> so I... No. No, but sometimes I would go, oh, I shouldn't do that. Like, I was very conscious not to break the lockdown as well. That was another thing. Big people time. Were, because I was like, I don't want... Because I you know I've got a decent following online. I don't want to be seen because I've seen what happened to other people. I don't want pictures going around and going this cunt here's partying, and people are in lockdown, and then there's an outbreak, and then they can go. And people did get very vigilante when it came to that shit. And I was thinking, could even though the whole cancel culture thing, there could be people out there would try to cancel you just because you maybe were spending time with fam, well not even family and friends, spend time at strangers' houses partying. During yeah, like I, I want to, I completely agree with that. I think like everybody that actually is a good, a good, a good, good. a good, good human being actually made some sort of prioritization and like sacrificing whenever lockdown happened. Like I didn't see my missus for like the first ten, like eight or ten weeks. And whereas you've seen people meeting up with people straight off the bat and yeah. going to house parties, and I'm not saying, I'm not, I don't mean to sound cheeky, but. I was just thinking to myself, you're a fucking selfish cunt. Uh, and that's just the, that's just the way I was because I was going. But then that's 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 their choice. That's yeah. my mindset. Like it's it's not that they're selfish cunt. They just couldn't do it the same way that I could. Yeah. And the problem is, but the most people won't be self aware enough, like we were talking about earlier, yeah. to know that that's the thing. And then they'll try and spread that, and then that builds a bad reputation. Yeah. It just disengages people from you. So no, I like there's nothing wrong with that. Like you're not a selfish cunt. It's just a case of. We don't. You don't want to be seen like that because some people will see you be like that, and I do get the point of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What's the next one, Tony? Drop another pearl of knowledge, another bomb on me. Right, listen up. Turn up your headphones. You got this one. Yeah. Sure, you're ready for it, lad. Uh, this is. Uh, I actually really do rate this one. Right, so this is to my younger self. If I was in uni, it'd be drugs. Don't go fucking near them. It's not worth it. And this is something that I fell into. I've probably went through it enough, so you're bored off the tits with it, so I'm not going into too much. It just fucked my head too much. It wasn't worth it. Not only did it drain money, it left me very, very, like, I don't know if the word is directionless. Like, no direction probably is the right word. I don't think that was a word. But, like, it just, yeah, like, it just, it didn't do me any favors, and it was a short-term high for a couple of months after where I didn't really know who I was. Uh, lost friends for it, you know. I just it, it's not like I was a fucking addict or anything, I was just fucking taking yokes. But I guess of it just didn't do me any favors. Like, and this is just me being honest. Like, I fell into sort of, I think, I don't know if we went in this. Like, I've like, I, it was a uni phase, Joe, you know, and there's yeah. a couple of months of it. But like, we're not talking about just ecstasy, we're talking about cocaine, whatever it was going on. It just it can spiral so easy. Like, I could have went down such a different path. Yeah. Oh, if, yeah. If, if, if it had to turn even just odds, uh, just on the weekends. Like it would, it could have just rolled into such a different life for me, and I'm so glad that I didn't go down that route because there's so many people that I know that sort of slightly still are there, and it's it's not that there's anything wrong with it. That's our choice, but I'm just fucking glad it wasn't me, Joe. You know? And that's that's yeah. not being selfish. That's just it's just drugs, not worth it. Stay the fuck away if you got one bit of advice. Uh, 
Well, lead into this is this is three. Uh, this is one that I definitely done whenever I was younger, and I'll, some people will be able to relate to this, and some people won't. Some people will be like Jesus Christ, but uh, don't don't look for love to make you happy. I think I chased not chased women, but chased really different relationships and different like stuff like that at times. Jesus Christ, don't worry, misses as much. woman, Tony. Huh? Uh, well, chased <laughs> down, down, down alleyways. <laughs> But, did, I thought you didn't do Kyorio kid. <laughs> no, I just threw weights at them from a distance. Because uh, I think I think I was unhappy to an extent because I, I wasn't in a relationship. I was almost wanting that. And yeah. I would see a last for three or four months and I go, I'm not really that much happier. And I would break up with her or like I would stop seeing her. And this would literally happen for no joke, three or four years, I would say. And it wasn't, it's not like I really clicked on it. I wasn't self-aware at the time. I was just like, this doesn't feel right. And then I, I just sort of clicked that. It was never really them. I was just always looking for something else to make me happy instead of making myself happy. That sounds like instead of having sex with somebody, I just went wanked. But it's not. It's a case of uh, just be mindful where you're looking for happiness, if uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of a weird hurting one. Hurting someone else. No, no. I, I would probably, I could probably say that too. It's um, so a bit, so out there. Like I know, I know a lot of people wouldn't have heard that one before, but it's just something. If I could talk to myself five, six years ago, I would say, "Don't go chasing that," because that will come naturally. Even if you're thirty, it's why I put up that post on Instagram the other day, being like, "Normalize getting married at forty. Normalize yeah. getting having kids at 50. like." Joe, everybody falls in love or is it, it gets a relationship at the right time, and not the, just the, when you're twenty. The flip of it would be, I'm not saying like the flip of it would be if you're not happy in a relationship, don't be in the relationship. You know, well, get the fuck out. Get make a decision, and sometimes, sometimes you aren't happy in a relationship because the timing's bad. And you know that's not to say unless you, you end on fucking serious bad terms. But no door is fully closed. Like I have friends that went out with girls when they were young, like maybe nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Went out them three or four years, split up, and then somewhere over the next ten years, rekindled with them and and realized that. When they were young, they weren't right for each other, but now they are, and they're together right. again. And I think that's true. That you know, once again, it's not all straight lines. It's not all bumpy paths. You, you know, like you could be in love with someone for ten years, you could be married for twenty years, and then someday you well, twenty years maybe a wee bit much, but you might wake up one morning and go, you know what? I don't love this person anymore. But you know, yeah, it's it's and it, it, like you like. The, hard, the, the hardest decisions you'll ever have to make like, like if anybody doesn't know I had to make a decision like that once and it was the hardest thing you've ever have to tell your family tell your friends fucking <laughs> like uh, we'll probably go into another podcast because it, it needs a whole fucking nearly 45 minutes on its own but you will never know the, the pressure when you have to kind of announce to your family and friends that something's not happening like a major point in your life's not happening and then people are like oh okay so that's probably going to be a podcast on its own at some stage yeah no because it's going to get into like there's a certain rule i forget what it's called but it's about like for example like i'll get into that as well because females will fucking hate that but it's a case of like Uh, there's a rule of like evolution and it's like to do with the fact that uh, when a woman can no longer benefit from a relationship in any shape or form that's when she'll leave and she always has the dominant section because technically the woman is reproduction, Joe. You know, like she, it doesn't happen without her. But uh, she can, and uh, apparently, that the females actually do dominate a relationship, no matter where the man falls. But the man 
that's why females tend to fall in love with somebody who can who has like what's the best like something they can gain and i know that sounds very very like dark and like twisted but the thing is that's just naturally evolution you don't pick a mate that's fucking gonna be useless I think we found the soundbite for this week's episode, don't we? Oh, right, well, you know, <laughs> you're right. gonna get you're gonna get rinsed by every feminist group that's ever. Well, I'm gonna tag them all. No, right, right. Already, on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. They hit me away in Belfast, so we'll go into that in a different podcast because it's actually very, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, number four, I think I'm on to. Yeah. Uh, life can be lonely. Don't worry about it. I think once you realize that yeah. you are you are alone, even if you have a really big family, you have a massive friend group. And this is probably just a wee bit dark for me because I was sort of leaned on a lot of people to support me. And it's probably just a wee bit off, but this is a good one. You'll not hear this often. It, life can be lonely, but that's not a bad thing because realistically, that means that all you ever need is really you because everybody's the exact same. Like anybody, Bill Gates, me, Mickey, the guy from down the street, although your family, although your friends... The only person that's going to get up and do something for you is you. And that means the only opinion that matters is yours, just like I was saying. Yeah. But that, that's all you ever need. You don't need other people as mad as that sounds because a lot of people will churn through friend groups. You will churn through relationships. You will feel alone at some stage. It's not a big deal. And life is supposed to be like that at some stages. You don't have to be surrounded. Now, you are never alone fully. Like There will always be somebody to talk to and stuff. But I think it's realizing that you are alone in your own head. Like Nobody can come in there and battle for you or set your life in the right direction. Yeah. It's down to you. Yeah, there's a lot to be said about someone who's okay to be in their own company. I think it, you, you have a... I always find people that's okay to be on their own as a lot of a stronger individual or something. Because you know, do you ever hear people that say like, oh, like I don't like spending too much time alone? Like that's uh, a red flag to me with a client. Clients I, say that, and I go, that's not good. I because they can't be on the alone with their own thoughts, and they can't. Be, Bingo. They need people, and I, I'm the <clears throat> I'm the polar opposite. I love. Um, I, I think it, it it may come from a creative side, but I love this whole where you can just go. You know, you're watching TV moment at you're on your own chilling. You get this fucking stupid idea and go fuck. I need to get this down. Whereas if you're watching TV with mates or you're watching the football, they'd think you're a fucking weirdo going here. I'd be back in 10 minutes. Go up. I used to do this all the time. Go up and out. Oh, my go-to was go to the toilet. I have to go to the toilet here. Go up to the toilet. Fucking put the seat down and fucking start writing something that I need to remember on my phone notes. Yeah. And then no. and then you go back down and go, they'll be like, all right. And you be you didn't realize you are up there for half an hour. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it's 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 important. Like, it's one of the things where it's a wee bit weird, but, it, like, when somebody says to me, like, I can't, oh, I don't like spending time with my own thoughts, I think you're trying to distract yourself from whatever's really annoying you. That's why a lot of people don't have direction. Like, I turn around to so many people, I'd be like, when's the last time you actually wrote down where you want to go, what you're thinking about your thoughts, or yeah. direct, anything like Like, I had a client, he's like, Tony, I just don't know if my career's for me. And I goes, right, well, what have you got planned? What have you wrote down that's pros, cons? What have you wrote down that you love, that you hate? I was like, what have you journaled? What have you brain dumped on the pages? And he was like, ah, oh, well, I haven't really thought about it. And I was like, you're in your head 24-7. What the fuck have you been thinking about? Yeah. Joe, and people try and dull, it, dull that out because that's the hardest question. It's like whenever you have a really hard task to do and you can put it off, you'll put it off until the last minute. But the problem with that is if you put this off until the last minute trying to figure out where you want to go, you end up fucking wasting time. And the, the problem is, is, like we were saying, these all do really in like self-aware. It's something where you have to be mindful that if you haven't thought about yourself, you know, you haven't spent time thinking about it, you're going to be a wee bit lost. And it does it it, it, it does sort of relate into my next sort of one, if we want yeah. to go on that. Like, uh, 
take time yourself and put yourself first. So that does really relate to that, that one. Like life can be lonely, but take time yourself, put yourself first. And what I mean by that is, see if you don't want to do something with somebody. Like say if somebody's asking you to go, I don't know, out the night out. If somebody's asking you to go to a club, if somebody's asking you to go to the gym, if somebody's asking you to do something you don't want to do it, just say fucking no, uh, put yourself. Like I've seen so many people, like um, it always relates to me because I know people that are close to me. Like um, they, they're, they're yes, they're yes people. And the problem with that is that sounds great and that's real good because you feel like you're giving loads and yes, there's nothing wrong with helping people, but you get walked over like a doormat because life is about give and take. It's not just about give. So you need to make sure that you're taking them. There's so many of my clients that are real, like this sounds wrong, but givers. Yeah. Um, they're getting walked over. Like uh, I've had clients where like, for example, somebody got a holiday, like the, the other person on their holiday pulled out and they, they were like, I'm not telling you why I'm pulling out. I'm just pulling out. That's it. No, no talk. And this person was like, well, I, I can't get my money back. And that, that person was like, well, I don't give a fuck. Do you know, it's, it's me, me, me. And as much as people hate it, life can be sometimes very, very, people can be very, very selfish. So it's important yeah. that you always make sure that you take care of yourself. And that's not a cynical way. I'm not saying that yeah. like a fuck the world, everybody's a cunt. I'm saying that in a way of like, just make sure that you look after yourself. You put yourself first, whatever you want, yeah. whatever you want to do. Like if, like it sounds stupid, but like if, be a bit pig ignorant. Be a bit ignorant. Be a bit pig ignorant and bullheaded and go. You know what? No, I'm not doing that. I would rather my friends. Yeah, I would rather not have friends than be a yes person because yeah. you're not going to be happy. And that's the same anything. Like if it's, I got, I used to really struggle with this in nights out because another way you go through them phases like 18, 19, 20 when everybody's going out. I didn't really enjoy going out that much. Like don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the odd night out, like say once a month or something. Right. See this weekly night out. I, it used to really make me feel guilty the next day or something so it just wasn't creating a good relationship for me but no it's it's one of the things where just make sure that you're putting yourself first and I think a lot of people need to take that away and I can't repeat that enough because so many people don't I'm not saying be selfish I'm saying whatever you put yourself first it's not being selfish it's looking out for yourself because see, see at the end of the day most people if there's a bus coming and it's between you or them to get hit but they're probably not going to pick themselves and that's just me being honest yeah. most people aren't going to pick the boss and that's 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 human nature so just remember that they're going to do what it gives them an advantage and makes them better so make sure you sort yourself out and don't fall into that trap and then uh unless you want to add anything to that no i, I i'm i'm exactly that thing you, you like an fury at push me in front of the bus sort of person aren't you i thought that no i'd probably no i'd probably save someone if in that case but I um, you cannot force me to do something I don't want to do. Like I mean, as far as you know, yeah, like it's not happening. Um, as far as like business life, like it infuriates people that they go, "Oh, let's go for a walk," and I'm like, "No," and like, "Oh, but I want to go for a walk," and I know this is a bit selfish. I'm like, I've already walked today twice. I've done my steps. I hadn't planned to walk tonight. I'm kind of happy with what I'm doing at the minute I'm just not going for a walk and everybody's like well that's very selfish and you're like no but like I've literally you know, you know people just don't understand like I, I like to plan out what I do for a day and when I get my shit done that's my accomplishment in a way but see then when people go let's do this let's do that do you want to go here and you're like nah it's not really for me like people go do you want to walk up the morns you're like no like oh come on walk up the morns why not want to do it and it's like just not in the mood to do it. It just can't be arsed. And then they would. Some people would actually think, "Oh, you're fucking born, or you're that shit crack, or fuck, you're ignorant because you, you know all the boys are doing it, all the lads are doing it." Just like I just like I couldn't think of anything worse. 
Like I literally See, couldn't think yeah. of anything worse that I want to do. And they'd be like, but you're just going to sit at home. And I'm like, I'm fucking quite happy to just like do what I want to do tonight or do what I want to do next week. But now I think a lot more people are coming around to this idea that you don't have to like, you can't say no to people. It's okay to say no to people. It's okay to be selfish the odd time. If you need time to yourself, like I prioritized work a lot this last two weeks getting my DJ course ready. And I've had to like sack off, like meet up with friends and stuff. And they're like, oh, what are you doing today doing the course? Oh, lad, you need to calm down with the work. You need to. And I'm like, no, I've, I've set myself a deadline. I need to get this done. You know what? I'm happy doing it. I actually love doing the course. So you have to, there is sometimes, sometimes I would say be selfish. If it, if it means that it's self-care for yourself, be selfish yeah. and don't, I hate the word selfish. There's probably a nicer way to say it, but don't let it be a negative thing. If you go here, lads, I'm not going to the pub this weekend. I want to be healthier. You're like, what the fuck do you mean be healthier? Let's go to the pub, let's drink ahead of ourselves. No, lads, I'm, I'm, on, I'm, I'm on a diet. And then they're like, oh, big man's on a diet. You're like, no, I just want to be healthier. Yeah, you want to feel better. No, I want to feel better. I want to, but then a lot of people for a while didn't understand that. But I think more people are coming around to that that thing where if you don't want to do something, don't do it. If if it you know if you're being forced into a job that you don't want to do, don't do it. If you're being forced into marriage, you don't want to get married, don't do it. If you're being forced into fucking anything, if you've been forced by your friends to take drugs like peer pressure and you don't want to do it, don't fucking do it. You know, don't. Be your own, you know. What's what's this word like? Uh, like carve your own path. Yeah. Like your friends, all your friends may be going. Like you could be friends of five people, and they could be the best footballers in your town. And you could be the the, the other one who's just kind of good, playing a bit of reserves, kind of getting on. You don't have to strive to be as good as them boys. You can go. You know what? Fuck that. I'm I'm fucking. You no, know, I'm a good artist. I'm going to do art while you boys are football train. No, it's not going to make yeah. you less of a fucking person. Like I always, I always strive to be a better Gaelic player. Then I realised it wasn't that good. <laughs> I like, and but it didn't annoy me after a while when I was like, you know what? I'm never going to play senior football competitively, and I can play reserves for a bit and have a bit of fun. But it doesn't really work with the DJ, and so let's just knock us in the head. And you know, I tried. Like I you know it was, yeah. it was there. I was good underage, whatever. But that's okay. But for other people, they can't get over that gap. They're like, no, no, no. I fucking I'll get there yet. You're just like lad. You're you're hitting thirty here, and you're fucking playing a load of sixteen year olds reserve football. Just knock it in the head and fucking you know play a bit, but whatever. Like do it if you love it. Don't do it because you're forced. Yeah. To do it. If you if you if you actually like it, then yeah, go ahead play fucking reserve football. You're fifty, because right. that's what you if love. Because you like you're putting but, yourself first. Fuck right. what people think. Yeah. No, Fuck there's there's. Think, but if you're if you're doing it just because you want to fit in with the lads and you wanna you want that culture and you're forcing yourself and you're coming home and you're fucking sore and you're just like Jesus Christ and you're go- you're getting rinsed by a fucking 16 you're getting rinsed by a 16 year old you're getting rinsed by probably your fucking wee boys that you've seen growing up and you're like this cunt's running me ragged yeah no, uh... no and that I think the whole thing nearly the, everything we've talked about except for maybe the travel all comes down to self-awareness I think I know it all does really back like even my last one here this is point number 11 I, I didn't want to finish on 10 because I don't know why but I love the number 11 uh, the last one I have it relates in this as well it's invest in yourself and this doesn't just oh, come yeah. to money this comes to time and that does relate to the other ones as well but 
the one thing that I would tell myself is invest in myself sooner. Bet on yourself, like yeah. bet, because you will, you'll, it'll pay off so so much. Because the thing is, majority of people will not be willing to bet themselves. No, but I would bet myself all day and all night because I like work so late, and that's all that you have to do. You just have to work harder. And yeah. the, I always notice it's the person who invests more in themselves. Like I have had a, a client come on, perfect example. He's probably one of my longest term clients. He's not only invested in himself with me, but he's also invested in courses, books, everything, reading day and night. And he's opened up two restaurants now in the last six months. Wow. One's a cafe, one's a restaurant. And that's during COVID. And the thing is, not only is that paid off on that front, he's also lost fucking four stone. He's also moved forward in multiple directions. Yeah. And then I have other clients who like are, in, like for example with me, the only reason I'm a good online coach, the only reason I'm so self-centered in a certain way, not in a bad way, but in like a self-aware, self-centered in a specific way that I'm, I'm aware of everything around me is because the amount of money I invest myself. Like I think I went over this with you, like by March this year, I put, I pumped 10 grand into like self, self-education self courses. Yeah. That is a, that's not little money. That's a fucking big, scary amount of money. But the thing is, like I didn't go it to just go, ah, fuck it, sure, I'll just go and see what happens. It's because I know, and this is my aunt, this is aunt's, See the person who invests most, they're gonna get most back. It always the way. Like if you only put a pound in the stocks in church, yeah, you're only gonna get a two pound back. You put a thousand pound in, you're gonna get two or three back. So you, the feedback's more. I'm not saying just go and spunk yeah. the money, but that's the same with time. If you're trying to learn a skill, yeah. you're trying to get good at the gym. The more time you invest, the more it'll pay off. It might be slow at the start. You might. Some people will get big returns very very fast. Yeah. So it will do a course the next day. It'll pay off. Some people will do a course and it'll not pay off to four years down the line, Joe. And yeah. if I could tell myself that that was something I was afraid of, I was afraid to part with money. I was always like, oh, that's not really like, that's an expense. There's a big difference between an expense and an investment. Um, you need to realize that yeah. an investment is something that makes you better. Now, if that's a t-shirt that makes you feel more confident so you can do better in your life, that's an investment. That's not an expense. Yeah. You go in and buying a fucking, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out something like a, like a hot tub. That's probably... And an expense, do you know, like that's not yeah. really an investment. And I'm not saying there needs to be a balance of both, but it's one thing that I would say is definitely not just back yourself. But it, it, like, for example, I had somebody who inquired the other day, but he, he wants to be a model. And that's all me, good. By I, the way, it wasn't me, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll use a code name for you. And uh, this boy, he said, Tom, uh, was like, Look, I want to be a model. And I was like, Right, fair fucks, let's go for it. And I quoted him through everything, ran him through price. And he goes, and I was like to him, what's the issue? And he goes, I just don't feel confident because I'm not really happy with what I And I was like, right there, I'm like, that, that's easily sorted with me. And now, nah, man, that's that, that price is too much for me. That's that's too dear. And I was going, straight in my head, I was going, maybe you will become a model down the line, but by fuck, it's not happening for some time because there's this, there's this, there's this roadblock between yeah. investing in yourself. So he probably doesn't have full faith. No. No, he knows he knows that he's probably in his head that he'll quit halfway through because he doesn't want the he doesn't want the graft. Bingo. So that's where I'm. I'm like, right. I'm not going to chase you. There's no worries at all. I just goes, look. I'm going to be straight away. You're probably not the right man for the thing. It's not to do with expense. I just goes, there's a faith problem there. And then all of a sudden, I was. It was like I pulled a. I pulled a. What do you call that? A string, uh, and everything just started unraveling. He was like, well, do you think I could be? And I was like, well, what the fuck would I know? I'm. Uh, I look like a bag of shit, Joe. So. Like it, it came down to that sort of thing, but yeah, no, invest in yourself. I don't want to, I don't want to bore you with that. But in case of, that's probably the biggest one for me. It's, it's something I was afraid to back yourself. Do. Back yourself. Always back yourself, because no one at the end of the day it comes down to being okay on your own. If you're not going to back yourself, how do you expect other people to back you? 
Yeah, did you ever see that uh, Will Smith video? And it's it's like him talking on a talk show. I know I'm boring everybody with these quotes and all, but he's like, if it's me and somebody else on a treadmill and he's on the one on the right, I'm on the one on the left. You're not outworking I, me. He goes, you're not outworking me. I am going to fucking fall off that treadmill before uh, you beat me in sprints. He's like, I don't care who I come up against. I yeah. will back myself until I drop because he goes, that person will not go till the drop and that way I'll outlast them. And I just, it, it really, re- that really stuck with me. And I think, if you're listening to this, obviously there'll be certain ones that resonate with you, and we'll not. I don't know if you want to do a quick run through of all ten. Just say them, or. Um, well, I, I can remember mine. <clears throat> so number one was do something you love, uh, and then it was take risks and step outside the comfort zone, be self-aware, right. self-audit, travel the world, see the see the world, and then life isn't straight lines, and be prepared for the bumpy road. And the quicker you realise it isn't a straight line is the less bumpy it will seem. Yeah, that's good. Uh, right. Number six, the only opinion that matters is the man in the mirror or female, m- male, whatever whatever you are right now, uh, whatever you identify with. Gender and, neutral. Yeah. Sorry for anybody that's listening. I think I'm on our show now. We but do yeah. actually have one uh, person listening that is gender neutral or they forgot the, they clicked the wrong box on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, seven is uh, don't look for love. Eight is drugs. Don't go near them. They're not worth it. Nine is life can be lonely. Deal with it. I'm trying to wrap these up. I've just like scribbled notes. Like I just wrote lonely for that one. Uh, nine, take time to yourself. Put yourself first. And then, or no, wait there. Am I, I think I've counted up numbers wrong here, but yeah, no. And then lastly, we have invest in yourself. I might have done nine twice or eight twice there. I don't know. But yeah, there's there's 10 or 11 here. Really, really good ones. I can't count. This is like the third time in three days I've been on like a podcast or a fucking Zoom call and I've done math and it's been off. I, fuck's sake. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, that's a rough breakdown. You'll definitely talk something for that. And if not, you'll have got a good laugh. Yeah. I think that's our longest podcast too. So people have been saying that, um, especially now the gym's reopened, they're going to start be doing their like their cardio and stuff. They want something to listen to for a lot for a wee bit longer. So yeah. As always, cheers for tuning in and keep giving sure. it the shares. Keep giving it the shares everywhere. Um, want us kind of spread the word. And I think we're on, God knows what episode we're nearly hitting episode twenty, and we're getting close enough to it. And cheers for everybody that's continuing to tune in. And as always, if you have any ideas for or guests and topics or things you want covered, hit us up on Instagram. And we'll see you again next time.